talking about letting go. Hmm. Uh, the reason why it has been uh, on my mind is uh, due to my uh, experiments and uh, experiences on social media or talking to friends these days, one realizes one is <clears throat> one hears this term quite a lot, letting go. Mm. But in real uh, real life, I don't think any of us wants to let go of anything. Mm. Especially because of our views, our strong attachment to the ideas that we have about things, uh, the political discourses in the world, mm. Uh, mm. religious uh, affiliations, uh, economic discussions, social media discussions, random discussions on art, cinema. Everybody is so polarized and so strongly uh, convinced that they have a point of view. Mm. That very often, uh, off late, I found myself, uh, while I have, I have tried to be open about it, initially I was not very successful at uh, at the political conversations for sure. Mm. But over the period I realized that everybody already decides what they want to believe. That includes mm. And then we mm. find the backing for it. So mm. I just let go of, of the idea itself. I said, let us hear what the other person has to say. You don't have to mm. agree or disagree. Just hear mm. them. If they, they say things that you like, then you can contribute and you can grow from there. Or mm. else you just let it be and let the world be okay without this unnecessary discussion. Mm. So on one hand, I find it fascinating that I have succeeded at least so far. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, I have a question for you. Would you find that starting this itself, is this chickening out of a debate? Yes and no, it's chickening out. I think the what you've described where we come pre-programmed with our beliefs and then find the evidence to support those beliefs, that seems to be an almost universal truth. That seems to be how human beings in general operate. We, we have our truths according to our backgrounds, according to our, everyone's particular story is so individual, but we come from contexts which pre-inform our belief structures and yes then the evidence to confirm those belief structures is all around us social media of course is something which reinforces this very very strongly more strongly than i think uh, we've ever had as as a species you know this kind of what they call the silofication of information uh, so therefore the act of changing someone's mind would appear to be futile if they have already made their mind up. And yet, I think for me, the key is, is the act of listening. And I don't think listening is chickening out at all. I also don't think it's debating. So, that to me has been my approach. There are certainly friends in, in my circle and colleagues and family members and, you know, extended people in my extended acquaintance circle with whom I do not agree all the time, of course, that's just natural. I 
don't like to necessarily confront these people directly as much as I let them talk. I hope then that they extend me the same courtesy of letting me talk. <laughs> if they don't, I kind of, you know, I try to let it go, coming back to the main theme. But for me, I, I think that debate is not necessarily as important as, um, as that, that listening and, and, and hearing, hearing other ideas. One hopes that one is strong enough, let's say, to, to kind of filter the information that you receive, at least in, in a helpful way. So for instance, if, to use a slightly ridiculous example, if I would have coffee with, uh, with a neo-Nazi, um, and I would ask him to explain his views. I would certainly hope that my mental fortitude is great enough that I wouldn't be influenced by his ideas. That, that's the risk. And that's why we hope that um, if, if it's a particularly convincing neo-Nazi, perhaps, yes, I would actually then take on some of those ideas. But listening and having an open mind seems to be possible from, from a standpoint of... I guess self-knowledge, knowing where you stand, knowing what your beliefs are, knowing which beliefs have come sort of pre-loaded, pre, uh, pre pre-infused. And yeah, understanding in a way the limits of your own knowledge and understanding. So then in listening, you simply add what you experience with this other person to the totality of your story as a human being, I think. Um, and in that sense, it's kind of, it's intellectual biodiversity, you know. <laughs> um, there is, a, and I think that surely is a beneficial thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I prefer to say biodiversity than the marketplace of ideas. I don't like using that kind of commercialistic term. <laughs> um, but this idea that, yeah, in, in a biodiverse environment, most things will get along fine, but um, not everything will survive, but generally the healthier things will survive. Uh, so I think that's, that's my very roundabout way of saying <laughs> that, yes, in, in, in a sense, not engaging with other people's ideas, which are, which are different than your own. I don't think it's a cop out. I don't think it's chickening out. Okay. Uh, I like uh, quite a few things in there, but I'll stick to uh, one particular phrase that you used uh, that I would want to interpret in a certain manner. You use the word intellectual biodiversity. Mm. Um, I love the word surely because suddenly it said to me that democracy, uh, harmony, uh, ability to be humble about your own thought process, mm. all of these have to first happen inside. Mm. Because you also did use another phrase at some point of time, uh, self-knowledge or something to that effect is mm. an aspect of listening. So when you assured that what I know is reasonably thought out, well thought out, 
Mm. It is not the final word on any subject, perhaps. Mm. So you think uh, a sense of humility, a sense of being unsure, which is which is generally not given a lot of emphasis in today's world. Uh, uh, I would want to go a little into your uh, recent uh, experiment with music that you've done. You've tried to do something new uh, with my own. Uh, with my own experiments on a daily basis as a writer of of advertising of events, there is never a there is a format. Obviously, you know how to write and how there's an introduction, there's a middle, there's an end. Uh, or when you're doing an ad, how to get in the hook first and then uh, clinch the deal kind of argument and then call for action. Those kinds of things are there. There is a science to the madness. But essentially, I find there is no clear-cut answer when I begin a job. It's always a mm. clean slate. You have to have a honest mind. This is what I have to offer. Mm. And, uh, what is the best human way of connecting to another human being? Is how I see it. This is my personal view. Uh, there are times when I let go of the most traumatic view to go for the one that has more more gravity, mm. uh, which may may not work with the client. But that is what I try and approach because I find it a better way to connect. So mm. it be softer. Uh, so my question to you is: one is never too sure about uh, our experiments in creative, uh, surely because one has to try and figure out. So you are, uh, to quote a very old poem that I knew, uh, he said. Uh, when I was young and proud, I was proud of being the poet. And as I have grown older, now I'm uh, I'm happy being the poem. <laughs> so I love that thought as a creative person. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. It needs growing into. Uh, so do you think a sense of humility helps? Is it is it a prerequisite for any kind of good discussion or healthy discussion to be held between two? Two people, so one can let go a little more easily to bring the context. Well, the short answer, I think, is yes. I think absolutely the humility helps, and and then I think that we need to work out why that is. Why does that help? <clears throat> and the thing that I've that has popped up based on what you've just been saying is, in a way, it's it's applying some kind of scientific method to how we reach our conclusions creatively, intellectually, emotionally, actually. It's having this kind of constantly evolving truth in a way. Science, by definition, is not settled. Science is constantly, the scientific method calls for constant checking, constant, uh, you know, performing the same experiments to see if you can get the same results, um, having, having kind of double blind testing, having all of these ways of checking that the conclusions are still valid. And if the conclusions are no longer valid, then we update the science. And I think in a way, this is, this is a really wonderful model for how to proceed because by that process or through that process, you never actually, you never have the answer. 
you always know that there's another possible answer out there. And that in of itself, I think, is wonderfully humbling <laughs> because, yeah, you, you, by definition, new data will come in and you will update your, your priors. You will update your, your beliefs, frankly. So, yeah, I, I find that to be an extremely... I mean, I try, I try to do that in, in my own kind of intellectual and, and creative life. Uh, so when you talk about engaging the client, I might think about engaging the audience. I do like to, in a way, approach, let's say, putting together a project or a, or a performance. I do like to approach it from a sense of, yeah, pure, pure connection, what am I trying to say? How am I trying to say it? And not necessarily relying on a prefabricated response or a prefabricated answer, but thinking, okay, I have, for instance, such and such concert in such and such a hall on such and such a date. What would I like to say? What, what is my kind of ongoing dialogue with the audience, the public at large? And how do, I, how do I present something which I feel furthers that, that kind of dialogue? Um, and often that does mean <laughs> kind of scratching clean from the record things which I have done in the past. Um, that's certainly something that I have been aware of looking back. Now, of course, this new project, which the new recording, which was released recently, it has forced me to look back a little bit over what I've been doing, let's say, over the past 10 years. And a lot of what I've done over the past 10 years, even though I stood by it at the time, and in a way, I still stand by it now. However, it's, it's not my truth of the 15th of October, 2020. The truth has actually shifted for me, for what I want to say and for how I want to express myself. And so that's confronting, but somehow comforting as well. Okay. I have, I have